How many of you know, even where you may not be where you're supposed to be, God's hand is still over you? And if it was not for the grace of God, many of us would not be where we are today. Many of you have already turned to where we're going. You know, the book of Joshua, chapter number 7, we'll pick up in, uh, for the uh, context today, we'll pick up in verse number 9 in the reading. But we'll focus in on the rest of the chapter, chapter 7 of the book of Joshua. And hear me, hear me today what uh, God does in your heart. Allow God to do what He wants in your heart. You won't regret it today if you just let go and allow God to speak to you. We were talking this morning in the Bible study hour uh, uh, about the fact of how much, uh, boy, God loves us and cares about us and how He wants to comfort us, how He wants to, uh, boy, direct our lives. And can I tell you today, that's exactly what He wants to do. And in doing that, there's many things God exposes about us to ourselves. Is anybody with me this morning? God exposes those things that need work in our lives, that need to be revealed in our lives, not to punish us or to put us down, but that, hey, but by our surrender to Him and us doing what we ought to do in response to God, asking for forgiveness and being right with Him, He'd do the work in us. And we'd be blessed for it. We're picking back up today. Let's read and then we will dive in. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Are y'all with me? Verse 10 of chapter 7. We'll pick up verse 9. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? This is Joshua's prayer to the Lord. Then beginning in verse 10, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you any more, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel." Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribes which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the households which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. Boy, he's breaking it down, isn't he? And it shall be that... He that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, and, and he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning, and brought Israel 
by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken, and he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of Zarhites, and he brought the family of Zarhites man by man, and, and Zabdi was taken, and he, and he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. Do notice that all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from his fierceness of his anger. Wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Boy, there's great lessons for us here today. I pray that we... We'll not close up our heart, but we'll listen to what God has for us. I'm telling you, this is application for daily living. Anybody need some application for daily living? We're going to see it today in this example and this picture for us. Okay, God is serious about His business. He is serious about sin. He's serious about holiness. We're going to dive in today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray now, God, your blessing upon the reading of your word. God, I pray now that you empty us. God, I pray that you open us up, God. God, I pray you take this, uh, God, this body of mine, God, apart from you, probably isn't much. Uh, but God, I give it unto you and I ask God now, you set me aside. God, I ask you to, God, speak into our hearts today. God, I pray you drive the truth of your word deep into us, God. God, that it wouldn't be something just for a a moment, but God, by your touch, by a, a touch of your Holy Spirit, God, that we see you, God, that we experience you, God. God, that we would live for you. God, for those in the house today that do not have a personal relationship with you, God, I pray now you begin to touch their hearts, God, and reveal that to them. God, that today they might receive you as personal Lord and Savior. God, that they would no longer be looking towards damnation, but salvation. 
God, I pray that you touch us today for the child of God. God, I pray you show us the importance of cleanliness and closeness, God. God, that as we walk out of this place, God, we not be the same. God, I pray. God, I pray that we've come into this place, God. God, to examine our hearts. God, to do business with you. And God, be able to walk out rejoicing of our relationship. God, I pray you do the work now that only you can do, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. You will uh, remember and I will remind you in getting uh, back up to speed today. The children of Israel went into battle at Jericho. Boy, what a battle it was because God did the work. They marched around the city of Jericho. The trumpet blew. They gave a great shout and the walls fell down. Rahab was saved. Rahab in her house. And what a joyous occasion that was to see the work of God, to see the hand of God, victory to take place. And I'll remind you that at the beginning of chapter 7, we begin with that but, that change of direction because sin has taken place. Can I tell you everything that was good that happened up to that point was because they were working in unison, they were working in unity, and God was leading them. It is amazing. It is amazing, church, what God can do with the body who will uh, serve Him, live for Him, but be right before Him. Oh, it's amazing. There is a fire that catches, and I'm not talking about a manufactured fire. I'm talking about God-holiness fire. I'm talking about a touch of God on a people that reaches out into a community and they see the hand of God on His people. That's what I'm talking about. You see, there is victory that takes place because of who God is and their surrender to God. His will and His way. And can I tell you, just not for the body of Christ, but individually with your family, when you're sold out and surrender to God, it's not a question if you will have victory. You will have victory. And that is not prosperity preaching. That is the truth. We see it through the Word of God. doesn't mean that you're not going to have to march. doesn't mean that you're not going to have to give a great shout of faith. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to wait upon the Lord. But it does mean that God is with you and God will carry you through. That's what it does mean. And that's what God wants for every one of our lives today. Boy, He wants us to be in victory. I was telling the, uh, I was telling the young adults this morning that it, God does not want to punish us. God wants us to have victory in our lives. God wants to bless us. He created you for a fellowship with Him that you would be blessed. Oh, that you'd be able to spend eternity with Him. But notice here what gets in the way. And I said it last week, and what gets in the way, and I'm recapping quickly here, what gets in the way for them is the same thing that gets in the way for us. It's that three-letter word, sin. Sin. I did not come today to hear about sin. Let's all get past that point. Can we do that? I'll take a deep breath together. Y'all ready? Can I tell you, conviction is one of the greatest things God gives us. 
You know why? Because it allows us to, to see because God opens up where we are with Him and we're able to get right with Him. You know, if God didn't love you, He would leave you in your sin. He would leave you in the way that you were found. But God doesn't do that because He loves you. He corrects you. Because He loves you, He opens that up to you. And when we go before God, He forgives you. Notice here, they have sin in the camp and they lose the battle. 36 people lose their lives. Had nothing to do with the sin. I don't believe had anything to do with the sin, but yet they lose their lives. Because of the sin of one man. Because of the sin of one man. I'm going to remind you again this week, not only... Will sin destroy the people around you? You may think it's your silent sin. I'm telling you this, God knows about it. And what you try to keep in secret, God will reveal. Okay, so I'm telling you today, if it's still in secret, do business with God about it today. Do not wait till He reveals it because He will. God will expose. We're going to see that in the Word today. Notice what happens though. There is sin. They lose the battle. There's a loss of life. The only battle where there is a loss of life. And then Joshua is tore up about it. Wait a minute, God. You promised us all this. Did you just take us in the battle to die? He goes as far to say, Boy, that we could have just been happy on the other side of Jordan. Isn't that what we do? A loss of battle. And he's tore up about it. And he goes to God and he complains about it. And let me remind you again this week. Do not blame God. Do not blame God. Can we all agree bad things are going to happen in your life? Things are not going to go the way you want to. It's called life for a reason. And life, listen to me, eternity is not about us living here. This is not eternity. This is just a portion. Eternity for the saved, born again child of God is glory. And that's what we're to look to. Oh, we talk about an inheritance. Listen, we see that physical inheritance of the land of Canaan. But hear me today. Our inheritance is glory for the child of God. Too often in the immaturity of a Christian. Too many, hear me, this is not judgmental, whatever you want to say, because I don't know who you are and what you need to deal with. Can we all agree? Praise God. God, don't tell me what's wrong with you. He's too busy telling me what's wrong with me. Huh? But too many times in immaturity as a Christian, as a babe in Christ, we'll be serving God, we'll be going for God. Hey, we'll see those victories like they did at Jericho. And then all of a sudden, sin slips in and something bad happens around you. And guess what our first instinct is? Is to say, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? God, why did you allow so-and-so to get cancer? Huh? Oh, don't misunderstand me today. I'm not saying because somebody gets cancer that there's sin in their lives. What I'm saying is, is that life happens. Life is going to happen. There will be things that we bring upon ourselves, but there will also be things that just happen. But can I tell you this, child of God? There's nothing that happens to you that God doesn't know about first. 
God knows it all. And what He's wanting you to do, rather than turn away from Him and blame Him, is to go to Him. Many times where we, where we don't want to see it, God is actually drawing us to Him. For some, you're being drawn today for salvation. Because God wants to save you. He wants to be Savior and Lord of your life. For some of you, the draw is just to be right before Him and to clean up anything that's going on. But can I tell you, none of that can happen if you don't go to God. If you don't open your heart, you will not receive, you will not hear. Look and notice what takes place here. Uh, Joshua has his pity party, so to speak. Now he is right in going to God. You uh, Don't misunderstand me. Go to God. If we were going to God all the time, and hear me, if Joshua would have went to God before the battle, he would have knew there was sin in the camp. He knew there was sin in the camp. See, a lot of times we make our own decisions without God. And then we suffer for the fact that we went without Him, realizing it wasn't God's will that things need to be dealt with before we get there. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? And then we suffer the consequence of that. God, help us to seek Him out first. You know, it goes for leaders. And we're, we're so quick to say that for pastors and deacons and Sunday school teachers that we should seek the direction of the Lord and where we're going. But can I tell you, if you're born again, saved child of God, you're to seek God for every direction in your life. Oh, God wants to be a part of every bit of it. And when He's left out, guess what? That's when things go awry. Boy, that's when problems occur. You cannot know the will of God if you do not seek the will of God. But notice here, he is right in going to God. Praise God, he knew where to go back to. He goes back to the Lord. And God, what does God do? God answers. Can I tell you this? It may not be in the time frame you want it, but God will answer you if you'll go to him. Oh, he will answer you if you go to him. Notice uh, with me in Scripture, verse 10, And the Lord said unto Joshua... Get thee up. Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant when I commanded them. Verse 11. For they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled. Also they have put it even among their own stuff. This is what we need to notice about sin. Sin is not simple. Sin is not simple. And the smallest of sins in your life will trip you up and cause you trouble. Listen, and one sin, it doesn't stay as one little sin. Who can testify this morning? You may not, boy, you may not want to be the one to shout it out, but isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth? We'll, we'll, hey, we'll say, well, it was just this or it was just that or this is a little thing. I mean, I'm sure he was saying, nobody will notice what's hid in my tent. Oh, nobody will notice what's hid in my tent. I wonder today what we have hid in our hearts. What do we have hid in our hearts? Notice God, God just gives it to him. He tells him flat out. And can I tell you today, just as God tells him flat out, God will tell us when we seek his face. Notice what God does. And let me tell you this, only God can truly give the heart's true condition. Huh? 
I, you know, you can go to a psychologist and you can go to all these people and you can talk to whoever you want to. Let, hear me. They may be good, but they ain't God. They're not God. Hey, you want to know who knows the true condition of the heart? It's Almighty God Himself. And it's when we go to God, He'll tell us. Notice what he says, and this is, and let me make sure you understand this. This is what he would have told Joshua if Joshua would have went to him before the battle. Oh yeah, I truly believe that. Oh, I truly believe that. You know what he would have showed him? There has been transgression in the camp. What do I mean? That word transgression, let's all take a little study. That word transgression means passed over. Passed over. How does it apply here, pastor? How does it apply? Achan passed over God's commandment. You realize what God says? He's serious about us following. What does he do? He passed totally over what God says. He transgressed. There has been disobedience. Obviously been disobedience. He didn't do what God told him to. Hey, can I tell you, it only takes one that wants to be disobedient to God to ruin the whole thing? What does that say about the body of Christ? That we together as the body of Christ ought to be doing all that we can to be right before God. You realize it, de it depends on the direction of the body. For some of you today, it, de it depends on the direction of your home. There's clear disobedience. There's also been stealing. You say, well, all of these apply together. Yes, they do, but you need to see the effects of it. There's been stealing. Do you realize Achan stole not from his brother? Hey, not, not from his brother, not from his sister. He stole from God. He stole from God. I ask you today, what are you stealing from God? Don't get quiet on me now. We're just getting started. Examination, folks. That's when God can help us. There's been stealing. There's been dissembling. What does that mean? That he took what he stole and he hid it. What does that mean? There's been deceit. There's been deceit. Do you realize when you steal from God and you, then you turn around and you hide it from Him? The deceit that's in that? And you covet what belongs to God? Oh, help us. Where's all that coming from? Verse 11, it's right there. God breaks it out for him. And then he acts innocent until it's exposed. Do you realize God gives everybody an opportunity to repent? Hear me. Somebody needs it. God gives every one of us the opportunity to repent and turn back to God. Yes, He does. You better believe that He does. He's God. He loves you. Hey, there's been sacrilege. What does that mean? A, a gross disrespect for the things of God. What do you mean, preacher? He gave, He took what belonged to God. Not only did he steal it, not only did he take and hide it, but he put it amongst his stuff.
Man. We could all pick up a stone and throw it at Achan now, couldn't we? Brother Gene says, amen. He's ready to pick up a stone and throw it right now. But isn't it true that we'd have to stand there and be stoned ourselves? Are there any of us without sin? I'm saying today, we've got to come to the place where we realize the seriousness of sin. The seriousness of sin. And God will reveal it to us if we'll go to Him and seek Him. And if you're saved and you've got the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit's guiding you before you ever commit that sin. Boy, what a broken fellowship we see here, though. God reveals the sin clearly. Notice with me verse number 12. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. If that's not bad enough, this next statement really ought to... (laughs) It's shaking me. Neither will I be with you anymore. Neither will I be with you anymore. It doesn't mean that they would not be God's people, but what it does mean is there would be no fellowship with God. Do you realize today your sin breaks fellowship with God? Some of you do not know what I'm talking about because you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Can I tell you today, He wants that fellowship with you. Oh, He wants that fellowship with you. Child of God, He wants that fellowship with you. He does not want you out of fellowship with Him. But there is always a loss of fellowship when sin checks in. When sin checks in, God checks out. He will not involve Himself with sin. You cannot come in here and tell me and listen to me sing and rejoice and all that and tell me God's moving your heart and you know that you've got sin in your heart. You must get right with God. You must get right with with God. Number one, He knows the condition and He's the only one who truly knows the condition. Number two, God gives the direction. It's one thing that God exposes and shows you that there's sin, but guess what else He does? He shows you how to get rid of it. He shows you how to get rid of it. Oh, it'd be one thing for Him just to point and pick and poke and and do all these things and show you that you're in sin. But thanks be to God, He just don't do that. Not just reveal it, but He tells you how to deal with it. God gives clear direction dealing with sin. Notice what He says. Neither will I be with you anymore except ye destroy the accursed From among you. Up. Sanctify the people. And say sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies. Until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. Can I tell you today. If you are going to really truly be in fellowship with God. And not be a pretender. But really enjoy the presence of God in your life. Sin must be removed. Sin must be removed. God will not, have, God will not take a part in your game of sin. 
He gives clear direction here. It must be removed. Ye take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. Notice here, and he lays them out, and it's man by man. Can I tell you, God deals personally. Yes, he's dealing with the nation, but God deals personally. Personally, what does that mean today? You may have a need over here. You may have a need over here. You may have a need over here. And you may have a need over here. Truth be told, we've all come in with needs today. Can I tell you this? God, knowing your need today, by the work of the Holy Spirit, can meet the need of every single one of you. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. And that's what He wants for your life. Notice here, uh, notice here He's going to take on man by man. God dealing Personal. What does he say? He tells Joshua, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify the people. Oh, what do we see there? We see a consecration. Oh, we see a set apart, a separation unto God. Listen to me. If you want to get right with God, you've got to separate yourself. You've got to be set apart. And I know that we live in a day and we live in a world where that may not seem easy to do, but can I tell you, it is possible. By the grace of God, it is possible to live for God. It is possible to hold up the standards of what God has to say. Not what man has to say, but what God has to say. Sanctify yourselves. And he's going to line them up right there. And they're going to bring them in. And there's a couple different ways at that time that God would show who it is. Oh, it could have been a cast of lots. God worked with the cast of lots. There, was other, there are a few other things that God would reveal in that way. But the point is God knows and God reveals. Hear me today. That's the point God is going to reveal. You know, I think sometimes that we think our power, how much power you really got? You ain't really got any. Actually, you're pretty weak. We think our financial status, let it be what it is. Huh? We think our relation in the community of who we are. How many people know us? Huh? How great we are. What board we might sit on. Huh? Is going to give us victory. Can I tell you, it might take you a little bit, but it ain't going to take you all the way. Oh, it's not going to take you all the way. For the child of God. Do you realize what brings us victory is not the things that we have. The position we may hold. But it's the holiness. The holiness within us. And I'm not talking about uh, of your works. But I'm talking about of God. His holiness in you folks. Listen to me. You can take, you can take the body of Christ. It might be the poorest church that's ever been. They might have $5 in the bank. 
But if that's a holy, hey, if that's a holy people set apart to be used by God, he'll take that five dollars and turn it into five million if he wants to. Yes, our victory is not found, folks. Our victory is not found. Winning the battle is not found in who we are, but who God is. Oh, and when we're surrendered and sold out to God. You know what we need today? We need people sold out to God who say, I'm not going to be that aching. I'm not going to take from God. I'm not going to sin against God. I'm going to be holy and separated to be used by Him. Oh, that's what God's looking for today. Oh, and when He does, He pours out His blessing. His blessing. I want you to notice this. Everybody knows what happens to Achan and his family. Notice how God deals so seriously with sin. Boy, they're gathered up and not just the people. So now 36 people have already been lost. Killed off because of the sin. Oh, but there's, there's, there's more. And let me make sure I hit this. Because a lot of people might say, well... You know, Achan admitted what he did. Can I tell you, he only admitted what he did because it was exposed. God, listen to me, there is a day of judgment coming. You will not let... (laughs) There's a day of judgment coming. That day is coming, listen to me, for some of you. That day of judgment is coming, and if you wait till you're standing before God to say, God, I'm sorry, I didn't understand, I'm telling you now, He's making you aware of your sin. There will be a day when it will be too late. Do you understand? There will be a day when it's too late, when what's hid will be revealed and God will judge it. He only comes, he only comes forward with what He knows because He's been caught. Can I tell you, it's vitally important that when God reveals it to your heart, you do business with God right then. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Notice, by fire. Oh, there's going to be a purification in the camp. A purification in the camp. What do they do? They take, hey, they take everybody around him. Boy, they take his whole house. They take his stuff right down to the tent. Did you notice that? They take it right down to the tent. Verse 21, when I saw the spoils, a goodly Babylonish garment, and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. Now, notice this. I don't mean to bounce around, but we got to get this. Notice this with his heart. It started with his eyes. He admits it himself. Can I tell you today, some of you, the worst thing on your body is your eyes. Because you don't know how to control them. Now you're going to get quiet on me. Verse 21, when I saw among the spoils, when I saw among the spoils... A goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels. Then I coveted them. It started with the eyes and it moved to the heart. But what does sin do every time? We'll lust it with our eyes and then we'll start to covet with our heart. 
Then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Boy, Joshua sent the messengers. It's true. It's there. They bring it back. Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought it them into the valley of Achor. You say, why is that? Because it's all been defiled. What a picture that is for the sin in our own lives. We've got to bring it all. It's not enough to... How often do we pray, God, forgive me of my sin? You know, it would do us real good to start naming that sin out. We might find that it's a lot harder to sin later when we start calling it out for what it is. Notice verse number 25, And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire. After they had stoned them with stones, they raised over him a great heap of stones. Not only does God expose the sin, but there's judgment for it. There's judgment for it. And can I tell you this? Just because of, hey, a garment and a little bit of gold, really a little bit of gold and a a little bit of silver, he missed out on the inheritance. So many times we'll settle for so little and sin against God with so little and then miss out on the big things God's got for our lives. Wasted time. Wasted over sin. Over sin. We don't have time to waste, folks. We don't have time to covet. We don't have time to have lust with the eyes. God exposes it. And then God deals with it. And notice with me, there's no hesitation with Joshua. He doesn't say, listen, we'll wait a few days or we'll wait a week or we'll wait a month to deal with that sin. No, guess what? They go right to it, do they not? There is no hesitation. What a sign that is to us to deal with it when God reveals it. Oh, when God brings it to the forefront. It's the difference of salvation and damnation. Do you hear me today? For the lost, listen, to the lost today, listen. We don't beat anybody up because you're lost. This is the best place you could be. I'm here to tell you, Jesus loves you, wants to save you, wants to redeem you. He's already done the work. Not that you be lost, but that you be gloriously saved. But you've got to receive Him. You've got to receive Him. And you've got to receive Him before it's too late. Preacher, are you asking me to do? I'm telling you this, if you die lost, and I don't know who, listen, I don't know why God keeps bringing it up, but He does. He's God. He knows who's who in this place. He knows who needs to hear. And I'm telling you this, if it's not salvation, it will be damnation. But you will stand before God. You will deal with your sin with God. And why not do it when He's calling you? 
there'll be the day that he doesn't call any longer. You say Achan is killed, his family is killed. Yeah, they paid for the sin. They became sin. Let me remind you who else became sin. Can we? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know why? Hey, you know why Jesus had to come? To pay for your sin. If that isn't serious enough about sin, I don't know what is that God would give His only begotten Son to pay for your sin debt. I don't know how you could... Listen, I don't know how I could tell you that God loves you anymore that He bankrupt heaven with His own Son. The Son of God that you might be saved. Oh, that you might come to God in salvation. And child of God, let me ask you this. Those that are saved today, how is it that we can even live in sin and realize who God is and realize the price that's been paid for it? You know what he's saying to us today? Turn from that sin. Get right with me. You think today I enjoy talking about... No, we could sit here and talk about glory and talk about heaven and all that and give a shout down. But man, when it comes to sin, everybody just wants to curl up. I don't enjoy it any more than you do. But I know this, it's got to be dealt with. And it can only be dealt with one way, and that is with God. Oh, don't climb in no booth with me. Don't climb no booth with me. I don't... Listen... I don't need to hear your sin. That's between you and God. But I know this, victory will never take place without that happening. It's not enough to pretend. It's not enough to go through the motions. And how many times do we do that? Boy, at Baptist, we're the best at it, ain't we? we will, boy, we will put on some cologne and cover up the stench. Maybe I'm the only one that's ever done that. Y'all leaving me out to dry. We're good at those things. But those things aren't going to bring us victory. You know why? Because we walk out of those doors the same way we walked in. In defeat. Let's be honest. Sin's fun for a season. But it comes to a close. It comes to a close. You notice that after, after things are made right with God, what's your, what, who's got their Bible still open? Huh? You notice when things are made right with God, aren't you glad they can be made right with God? What happens to his anger? Hmm? Honey, I couldn't read that if I... Look at there. Boy, I need glasses. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. 
Wherefore the name of the valley was play, of the place, place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. And guess what? They got to move on with God. Did, did anybody hear what I said? When the sin was removed, they could go forward with God. And we're going to see it next week, but not only did they go back into the battle, but they're victorious. They're victorious. Why is that? Because sin is removed. Because sin is removed. So heads bowed and eyes closed today. I want to ask you this. Listen, don't know where you're at with God. I don't even know what. Hey, maybe God's telling you to do something that He's been telling you to do for a long time and you ain't been obedient. Guess what? That's sin. That's sin. Maybe there's something that you got hid in your heart, not your tent, but in your heart, that needs to be dealt with this morning. You see, this is the kind of message where it's easy for us to sit where we are and say, Man, I ain't going to the altar because as soon as I do, somebody, boy, they'd be wondering what sin I got. Can I tell you that's the voice of the devil? You know why? Because the devil would love for you to stay right where you are and not do business with God. Hey, that's why, hey, listen, devil don't mess with people who's serving him. No, he, he attacks those that are serving God. They're going after God. So this morning, I'm going to ask you this. Don't allow the devil to rob you today. Why don't you come now? Why don't you come now? Being right in fellowship with God. It ain't a matter if God wants it for your life. God wants it for your life. And to know that He's ready to receive you. Hey, for the one that's uh, lost here today who says, I do not know Christ personally. Can I tell you, God loves you. Oh, He sent His only begotten Son to hang upon the cross, to die, to shed His blood. That we might be redeemed. And right now today. No matter who you are. Where you are. What you got. What you ain't got. God wants to save your soul. Question is. Will you come? Will you receive him today? Will you receive him today? Can I tell you this? I ain't got to wonder about it. I know. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Boy, it, it's, the, it's the difference between standing before God in damnation or standing before God having salvation and eternity and glory. Oh, how He loves you and me. Oh, how He cares for you and me. I'm going to ask you would, you, would you mind God today and do business with Him? These are the moments... These are the moments that direct our lives. You say, preacher, I'll deal with it when I get out of here. You may not have time to deal with it. Guess what? There's so many distractions waiting on you out there. God's wanting you to deal with it in here. Will you come? God, you know the hearts of your people today. God, you know those that are lost that need to be saved. God, I pray you bring them forward, God. Give them the courage to move. God, I pray in Jesus' name, amen.